Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. We need to wake up and we need to start believing what the Bible says is ours. We must cooperate with the Lord in the earth. Now the idea that God is a tyrant is nothing but ignorance. We have our part to play. And he really can't carry on his work without us. We don't know, well, I can get along without, uh, the Lord can't get along, uh, or he can get along without me, but I can't get along without him. No, you're wrong about that. That'd be just like you saying, now my head can get along and can live without my body, but my body can't get along without my head. No, you need one another. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today we continue the classic series, The Believer's Authority by Kenneth E. Hagan. Stay tuned as we listen to this powerful, timeless teaching. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagin's classic message. Now we can understand as never before what Jesus meant when he said in Matthew 18, 18, talking about the church, whatsoever ye shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever ye shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Now, what does that mean? That just means heaven's going to back you up in whatever you do. I like the 20th century translation of this thing. It makes it clear. It said, whatsoever you refuse on earth shall be refused in heaven. Whatsoever you allow on earth shall be allowed in heaven. See, things happen because we allow it. Are you listening to me? Yes. Amen. That's exactly why it happened. You see, what things ever you loose, King James translation, bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. What things you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. In other words, that's using authority upon the earth. Sometimes when praying about some loved ones, you know, like my father-in-law here, but others who have been near death, the Lord has said to me, whatever you say about it, I'll do it. Well, I've asked him sometimes to give them a few more years, anywhere from two to five years, and, and he's done it every single time I ask him to. Praise God. Now, we need to wake up, and we need to start believing what the Bible says is ours. We must cooperate with the Lord in the earth. Now, the idea that God is a tyrant is nothing but ignorance. We have our part to play. And he really can't carry on his work without us. We don't know, well, I can get along without, uh, the Lord can't get along, uh, or he can get along without me, but I can't get along without him. No, you're wrong about that. That'd be just like you saying, now my head can get along and can live without my body, but my body can't get along without my head. No, you need one another. He's the head, we're the body. Can you see that? We're dependent upon one another. Your head is dependent upon your body to carry out your commands and your authority. You get ready to go home, your purse is sitting there on the floor, your head sees that, your eye sees it, your head tells your head, pick up your purse. But if there's something happened to your body and it's paralyzed, you can't pick it up. And your head then is left helpless. And I think that's the trouble a lot about the head. Christ is so helpless because we, through our wrong thinking of have paralyzed the body of Christ sometimes through wrong preaching. Have paralyzed the body of Christ, so to speak. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, we can't do this. We don't have that. We're so weak. We'll never make it. You see, and said the wrong thing. Well, let's start saying what the Bible says about us. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? We must cooperate with the Lord in faith. The Lord is hindered in His mighty plans because his body has failed to appreciate the deep meaning of his exhortation and the fact that we are seated with him right now at the right hand of the Father. Can you say amen? amen. 
Blessed be the name of the Lord. Now I want to say it again. I want you to understand me. Jesus is the head. We are the body. The head carries out its plan and its orders through the body. The body has the same authority, the same standing that the head has. One great hindrance to the body of Christ, and I trust you to understand the way I say it, is that we've had too much cross religion preached. That's only a part of it. That's not the whole story. And we've sung, keep me near the cross. Thought we'd stand near God because we're near the cross. No, you stay near the cross and you're in the place of defeat and death. Are you hearing me? Go by the cross, but don't stay there. Don't count there. Don't stop there. Come on to Pentecost and get filled with the Spirit. Don't stop there. Don't live there. Come on over into the epistles and find out what happened to you. That you're raised together with him and that you're now seated with Christ. That you're risen and that you're seated with Christ. That's the thing that'll give you victory. That's the thing that'll give you victory. Not keeping me near the cross. See, there's too much death preached to the church. Well, somebody said we need to die to self. No, we don't. I need to correct that while we're at it. I want you to see something here real quick. See, we try to make the Bible fit our theological terms. Now, listen to what the Bible says. We need to crucify the flesh, but the flesh is not self. We call it that, but it isn't. Now, notice, 2 Corinthians 5, 17, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. That's talking about the man on the inside, the real man. One translation said, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, there's a new self. Don't you know when you was born again, I remember I was born again, there's immediately a new self. Amen. Well, you don't want to die out to that self. You want that self to dominate you because he's a new man with the life and the nature of God in him. Hallelujah to Jesus. Present your body, that new self now that's born again, become a child of God. You do something with your body and you do something with your mind. You present your body to God, a living sacrifice, which is your reasonable service, and then get your mind renewed with the word of God. Hallelujah. Are you listening to me? But see, we've gone through the same thing again and again and again trying to get somewhere. And never gotten that. We Baptists used to be the worst people in the world about that. We was always a consecrating than a dedicating. And we never did get consecrated or dedicated because we didn't know what to consecrate or what to dedicate. Amen. That's absolutely the truth. Well, what you're supposed to do is present your body and do that once and for all. Amen to the Lord. Because the man on the inside, you couldn't give him to God anyhow. If you're born again, you already belong to him. You, already, you can't give God something that's already his anyhow. Ye are of God, my little children. We already belong to him. We're his property. Well, you can't give God something that's his. Amen. It already belongs to him, see? So the man on the inside, born again, belongs to God. I want you to see that. It's his property. You're his. Ye are of God, my little children. Now that man on the inside that's born again, filled with the Holy Ghost, let him dominate you. Let that new self take over Present your body. Don't let your body dominate you. Don't let your body rule you. See, your body's not redeemed yet. We will have a new body one day, but we don't have one yet. Your body will want to keep on doing things like it used to do sometimes. Paul said himself, 1 Corinthians 9, 27, I keep under my body. Who keeps it under? God does? No, I do, Paul said. Who's I? That's that new man on the inside, the new self, the real man. I keep under my body. I bring it into subjection. 
1 Corinthians 9, 27. Lest by any means after I preach to others, I myself should be a castaway. Now you stop and look and listen here just a minute. Why did this holy man of God, the greatest of all apostles, the man who wrote half the New Testament, why would he have to keep his body under? Because his body wanted to do things that's wrong. Amen. Is it a sin then because your body wants to do things wrong? No, it's a sin to let it do it. You control your body, don't let it control you, see. I keep my body under, I bring it into subjection. I do it, Paul said. You present your bodies. You do it, not God, you do it. Amen. Lady said, I, I'm not one to get off on that much. And in fact, I hadn't said anything about it. God must have been dealing with it. I'd preached an evangelistic sermon years ago in a church I pastored. There's a woman that would come to church about once every three months. And so she got in the altar praying and nearly everybody's gone home. Some reason or another, she got to yelling and hollering like a freight train going through a tunnel. <laughs> Well, I thought, my goodness, this late at night, I looked at my watch, this late at night, her screaming that away, it's liable to wake up this whole end of town. She's in the altar, this altar, by, or this end, by herself. Everybody got up and left her. The old, maybe, maybe half a dozen people left. And so, she just, would just, you know, she'd just scream out and say, Lord, take it away from me. You know I don't want it. And then just scream like a freight train going through a tunnel. So I went down there and knelt an altar right in front of her. And just got a hold of her shoulder. Well, I talked to her first in a very normal voice and said, Sister, open my eyes and look at me. Wait a minute. I want to help you. She just yelled right in my face and gave me a spit shower bath. <laughs> Lord, you know I don't want that. Just take it away from me. So I just reached out and got a hold of her shoulders and shook her till her teeth nearly rattled and said, Shut up! I had to get loud to get louder than her. Shut up! I command you to shut up in the name of Jesus and open your eyes. And she shut up and opened her eyes. <laughs> I said, what is it that you don't want? What is it you're trying to get God to take? She tuned up, began to bawl a little, and said, Brother Hagin, that old snuff. God knows I don't want it. I said, he don't want it. Well, he's not going to take it. What did he do with it? He don't dip snuff. He's not a snuff dipper. What did he going to do with it if he had it? What would he do with it if he had it? Amen. Trying to get God to take it. No, he's not going to take it. He don't dip snuff. <laughs> what would you do with it if he had it? I said, if you don't want it, cut it off. Cut it out. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagan. We have put together, uh, I think, the greatest... Believer's Authority curriculum package yes. that you're going to find anywhere, and it's, it's all my dad's stuff. This was his, this is, this was his uh, foundation. This is what he built his life and his ministry on, the authority of the believer. Yes. We have authority to stand against the enemy. You know, and that, what, what do we got? We got within that. Within is, this package. Yes, is uh, the Believer's Authority four CDs. Yeah, you by can your listen dad. to these. Yes, Reigning in Life as a King, another four CDs oh, that's, of your that's dad. A, that's a tremendous teaching series. That's right. And the Believer's Authority book, which is the Legacy Edition, yes. which is much larger than the regular right. Believer's well, Authority. Well, after dad went home to be with the Lord in 2003, we uh, we went back and got some extra uh, uh, teaching that he yes. had been doing on the authority of the believer and added it to the original book. And so you get the legacy edition. And then there's the study guide. This which, is brand new. This I is mean, brand this new. Was ju this was, yes, just this, came out. This just was printed. Uh, this summer. 
this this summer and yes, right up there somewhere. that's right that's right and in it uh there is a lesson overview of the of the lesson that you just read yeah. then there uh there are fill in the blank bible questions there's multiple choice questions then there's questions for personal reflection this yes. is a a great personal study book and yes. then there's some bonus material here great personal study book as well as a group study book yeah yeah a great yeah. thing for See. wednesday night Bible you, study. You, you have you have this to read, but then you have the study guide that gives you all these uh, other information, plus the questions to yes. answer, uh, some stuff to look at your own self, say, am I doing this Am I or am I not doing this? <laughs> but hey, this would be, you know, uh, I know that people are all the time looking for material for small groups and for, for Bible, studies. Bible studies and even Sunday school curriculum. Yes. Uh, what, well, some people used to call it Sunday school. Now they call it Bible classes and yes. so forth or this would be great for a, a, a pastor to do for a, for a Bible study. Midweek service. A midweek Bible study. Mm -hmm. So, hey, it's available. Praise the Lord. But let me tell you, the best thing. $59.95. Yes. Normally, it sells for $85.90. If you bought each one of these separately at the retail price. But this month, special offer, $59.95. Great bargain. This workbook here. It just came off the press. Mm -hmm. It's never been offered in, right. uh, on radio, television uh, at all. That's this is the right. first time. So you get you get that bargain. one. You get in the bargain here. So go right now and order that. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagen Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126 Tulsa, Oklahoma. 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Join us next week as we begin a new teaching series by Ken Hagen. That's next week, right here on Rama for Today Radio with Ken and Lynette Hagen.